0: now time for a very immortally legend edition of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service tell you which games to pass into your friends and which games to just fly or drive on by. I am Corey. I am the man behind the wheel. I am joined by the off-brand Breath of the Wild <laughs> basher.
1: So many of those now.
0: I got, I got nothing. I got nothing.
1: The, the, the man with the wings. I mean, like you get the, you get the. Instead of a glider, I got, I got wings now. He's
0: got wings. Much better. He's got wings. We're here to talk about Grid Legends and Immortals, Phoenix Rising. But before that, did you know that you can write us and let us know what your favorite racing game is? Five seven four six five one nine two five six. Shoot us a text message. Shoot us a voicemail. Whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about it it could be game pass related it could be video game related it could be your favorite food let me know your favorite food 5746519256 five, grid legends immortals phoenix rising this is a dual episode i played grid legends basher played immortals phoenix rising we're going to be talking about them and whether or not you should be playing them we didn't we didn't discuss who's going first who should go first this time
1: uh i went first well hmm. I'd probably say I went first last time, but it depends on how we schedule these. Uh, You go first, because I remember going first, recording first the last time we recorded.
0: Well, there you go. Let's talk about some grid legends. We Racing. Regularly priced at $59.99. This is available on Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Um, It's one of those that is series X and S enhanced. I could not find exactly what those are, but I'm guessing it's just gonna be higher resolution. Uh, they all target about 60 frames per second. I'm assuming the X and S edition will probably just hit that more often considering the processors are a lot better in those machines did not play it on PC. Um, but it actually, I don't, it does not feature cross saves from what I understand. So just know that going in. Um, because this actually technically runs on the EA servers and not the Xbox servers, so your your thing doesn't really transfer. Grid Legends delivers thrilling wheel-to-wheel motorsport and edge-of-your-seat action around the globe. Create your dream. That's a lie. Create your dream motorsports events. Hop into live multiplayer races to be part of the drama in an immersive virtual production story and embrace the sensation of spectacular action racing. Okay, sure sure buddy grid legends um there was a time in my life <laughs> where codemasters and and were making some of my favorite games the original dirt and the original grid were on the xbox 360 and i absolutely loved those games the
1: orig- i think they had a destruction derby game too did they not um i don't that i think i enjoy quite a bit i think that was was masters as well
0: it wouldn't surprise me, um, but I don't remember that. Uh, but at the time, they were also, if I remember correctly, Dirt and Grid were using Unreal Engine three, and that really hadn't been used in racing games before. So, like, they looked really awesome. Like, they were just really fun racing games. And and Dirt and Grid also had that weird system where like it would say your name and stuff because like you create your team, you you create your team, and then you could pick your name from like a list and say your name, and so you would put all these sponsors on your car. But the thing that I remember most about those games were like the sense of speed and they were just solid racing games. And then dirt 2 and Grid 2 came out not as good as the original still fun though. but then after that things get weird. There was like a there was there was a dirt three and a dirt four and a dirt 5, which we talked about dirt 5 on this this very show and it's like they started cranking these things out a lot. Grid sort of took a back seat, and then they reboot rebooted grid. I think in like 2017, something like that. Why do you
1: reboot of racing game? It's just a yeah, racing
0: game. Instead <laughs> of grid, it was, just, it was called a grid autosport or something like that. But they, yeah. they, yeah, but they basically went back and, and they had focused on dirt for a long time. Because they also did dirt. Um, oh, crap. What's it called? Uh, the more realistic ones. I don't remember what it's called. It's not called dirt legends, but it's like dirt rally or something like that. Um, where those are like far more semi than than the regular Dirt games. Like, they were extremely simmy, and people really liked those games, and they're very realistic. And so Grid sort of took a backseat, but then they finally reboot Grid, rebooted Grid, and uh, it's terrible. That reboot was really bad. And the main reason being, like, it didn't look that great, and the cars all controlled like garbage. Like, it was, it was too much arcade and not enough realism. It, it was that weird, fine line. So Grid Legends was supposedly supposed to fix this, but they also, for the first time, added a story mode that featured, like, uh, I want to say f- FMV, because it's it's not told from, like, a first person's perspective or anything like that, but it's told like a documentary. And it's this sort of real-life drama, dramatization of racing. These sort of hyper-realistic characters that are, like, that take racing super seriously. And you've got all these different people that have different traits, and you've got, like, a a guy who's who's creating a new team and he picks you right you're the new guy and people are like oh you're picking a rookie like oh man i don't what do you see in this rookie and then you've got to
1: that's every racing <laughs> game
0: storyline right? and wrestling it's always wrestling um and then you've got your teammates and then like your teammates are mad at you because like who's this rookie coming in and like that fun stuff and what i'll say is like that stuff is fun and hokey but it's it's interesting right like it's not they took the time to to full on like create a dramatization and it's dumb and over the top, but in a good way, it's fun. But grid legends sucks hard. (laughs) Like I don't understand what is happening with code masters and, and their handling mechanics. Hang on. I want to look up really quick if I'm crazy or not. Now that I've officially said my, my piece on it, of how I feel about it. Now, most people feel the same way. It looks like I just, we play dirt on this podcast and why, why do the cars all feel the same? I don't understand. Like
1: every single car drives exactly the same. And it's that, it's it's that weird. Is
0: that weird? Ice skate mechanic? Yeah. Like, like it's so strange it, it it's not like the the crew style to where it's like literally like when you hit the brakes like the entire camera like spins like it's just like but every car feels the same and the sense of speed is terrible i'm going like 180 no, there, there, there is no sense yeah, of speed like None. i'm going 180 and i feel like i'm going 40 like forza horizon has come along and just taken the arcade ish racing and run with it and nobody else can seem to figure it out. But the thing that I don't understand is that grid figured it out. Those that original grid and dirt game. It, it did all this. It did it well. And like, just to make sure I wasn't crazy. I just, I pulled up some videos of people playing that game of mainly grid. I didn't look up dirt, but it's just like, there was time trials and there was stuff in that game that required exact skill and precision. And I get it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're trying to make it more approachable slash, easy to pick up and play but they've gone too far in that direction and it's better than grid was the the reboot of grid because that reboot of grid was like the ai was extremely stupid like there was no variation in how they drove there was no variations in it was just like it was grand trismo style to where the ai just follows the same path and they just go forward and that's that's okay in a simulation game, but that's not what these games are about. And these are not sim racers. They're supposed to be fun arcade racers. And it's not fun. Like you play the first race. It's the exact same race that you will play a hundred times. There's no variation. That's what card. I was just about to ask yeah, you. Like,
1: I dropped out that first race because it was so familiar to every single one of these type of games. I was going to ask you, does this game open up if you will after that first race no
0: it's the story mode's only about six so hours long making arcade yeah the story mode's about six hours long and again like at, at this point i think the game is i don't want to say it's better but it feels better because of that ridiculous story and it, again i like the story i think it's dumb um in a good way in the best way possible but you're you're kind of playing to 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 get the next chapter as as you will which is not how that should be in a racing game like the racing should be first and it's the ai is better they have a system to where you if you keep hitting somebody or you, you know you, you drive dirty it'll do the whole like rival system and or if you do clean driving it'll give you friends you know and all that stuff and so that adds some flavor to it to win like I'm I'm normally a clean racer type of guy, but I was so bored that I was like, all right, I'm going to try to be like a a drift King. And I'm just going to take these turns way too fast and way too hard. And like, I'm going to see what I can do. And so I threw it on manual and I cranked up the AI difficulty to like hard or whatever. And like, I was having a little bit better of a time because I was making enemies. But basically all that means is like when you drive by them, they try to hit you, like they don't actually drive more aggressively. They just are kind of jerks to you. And it's like, okay, like, That's better, right? Like, that's better than them being completely brain-dead, but it doesn't actually challenge you to race them, if that makes sense. And that's where I sort of just, like, I finished the campaign, and, like, you have time trials and all that, and I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, I don't ever want to play this again, and I don't think anyone should ever play this. And, like, that is the most cutthroat and straight I can be, is this like... It's stupid. It's stupid that we're here. <laughs> it's stupid that I had to play this it's game. So stupid. And like, it doesn't, it, it looks fine, but like Codemaster games used to be revolutionary in their graphics designs and their engines. And like, it doesn't look bad, but it, it just looks like, it just looks like a game. I don't like the art style. Yeah. Like it, it just looks like a game. These games. Yeah. And I don't. I'm annoyed and I'm, I think I'm annoyed because like literally that original grid was one of my favorite games from the 360 gen. I absolutely loved that game and the online community for that game was amazing. Like I, I played with like so many different people from different countries and the servers were solid and just like my favorite thing in that game was the eliminator races because you'd have like five or six people. And you could leave the races, but you didn't want to because you all would be talking to each other and you'd be talking about cars. You'd be talking about like, oh man, did you see that turn? Like it, the community of, was just people that love cars, love cars. And you don't get that as much in, with Forza Horizon because Forza Horizon's more arcadey, but that was like a perfect combination of sim racing and arcade racing. And I, they just can't recapture it for some reason. And I don't know. I mean, granted, it's been 10, 15 years, whatever. It's been a long time. I get it. People leave, things change, but I look at Dirt Four and it has the exact same problem. Like the cars aren't fun in, to to drive in that game; they are not fun to drive at all. I think that game is far better than this because they have much. They have like different uh types of racing. They've got different vehicles. They've got the Gymkhana, like a lot of different things. And this is just racing, and it's it's baffling to me how sterile it is and how boring it is so that's my piece don't play it don't waste the hard drive space it's, <laughs> don't waste the bandwidth it sucks let's talk about Phoenix Rising <laughs>
1: <laughs> rough one man did, like, uh, I'm so
0: disappointed so disappointed
1: super rough I mean I knew going in I wasn't going to have a great time with this just because I am personally over racing games like I make fun of the racing game because because all you do is press R and you go, and but that's not. But again, that's these type of racing games where they want to have that arcade feel. But I feel like it's pointless now in this day and age to have that arcade feel, and keep it so closely on the track. I think Horizon Forza works because it just takes it off the track at certain points. Uh, And I remember playing a bunch of racing games coming up and they were so much fun because they kind of broke the rules of racing. I think of games like, uh, like burnout, like they just said, screw the road. This is, this is an arcade game. The grid, the grid series of, uh, of the past few years to me is like, this is an arcade game, but, it's the most boring arcade game we can possibly make.
0: Yeah, I for, I don't know what Horizon does other than like I I think for me I think it truly feels like th- the cars are the problem and because there's certain cars when when I get into a certain class of car in Forza Horizon like whether it's a B class, A, a class, S class, R class like they all feel very different. I'm supposed to be driving a hypercar. When I'm driving a, a Ford GT in Horizon versus a uh, Lotus Elise, it's not just about the cars going fast. It's not always about just whatever car can go the fastest. It's, I want to feel like I'm driving this car for real. And maybe it's not completely accurate. Like, you know, physics systems and stuff like that are different in Horizon than like a, a Gran Turismo or a, uh, you know, even the Motorsport series. Like it's, it's not just about realism, but it's just like, I want to feel like this car is different somehow. And if I, as I go from F1 to trucks to regular cars in grid, and they all feel the same, like what am I playing at that point? Like it's, it's not even really an arcade racer at that point. It's just like a weird, like just like car simulation. That's boring. (laughs) like cars yeah it's just boring even even boring. d-class cars you know class you know honda civics drive different than kia souls you know like they're they're built differently and i just don't understand it's baffling to me
1: well we're not passing this on to our friends clearly no no don't do it rough or a, a rough intro for, for this one um <laughs>
0: Let's talk about
1: Immortals Phoenix Rising. I'm, I'm glad you said the the name again because I keep forgetting the Immortals part of this game.
0: Phoenix is spelled weird, too. It's like F-E-N-Y-X or something Y-X, like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, Immortals, as I'm going to call oh, it. So, oh, is, uh, hang on.
0: I got I to gotta do the intro. I forgot. I'm sorry. Hang on. Oh,
1: I, th- I thought we did the intro already. No, I forgot. Okay, well, that's I cool. I forgot
0: i forgot hang on i forgot i was so upset grid really knocked it you really your... <laughs> i was so upset <laughs> immortals phoenix rising brings grand myth- mythological adventures to life play as phoenix a new winged demigod on a quest to save the greek gods the fate of the world is at stake you are the god's last hope all right um this is available on xbox one xbox series x and s as well as pc uh, does not have cross save compatibility. Does have a series X and S version though. Um, I know for a fact that it is specifically uh, frame rate and resolution. It uh, just bump, bumps both of those up. Uh, let's see. How long to beat? We've got 25 hours for the main story and a completionist. You're going to be at about 60 hours. Uh, for extras, it's looking at about 40 hours. So. Um, there was one other thing I was going to say. regularly priced at fifty nine ninety nine. So that that this game is it's a Ubisoft game, so it's regularly on sale quite a bit. So, uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Talk about it.
1: Let's talk about it. Uh, so it's a as you said, action adventure game. Um, it is, and again, as you said, it is Ubisoft's version of uh, Zelda. It is. Zelda was such a smash hit that every company said we could do that. Let's try it, and here comes Immortal Phoenix Rising. And honestly, when this first when this game first came out, I played it for about twenty minutes, and I just was not impressed. Uh, I put it down immediately, and I thought this is just more Ubisoft flair. This the, the same exact stuff.
0: Um, I mean, like it straight up, like has towers and stuff, doesn't it? Exactly.
1: Right. You climb the tower. You overlook the tower, and it's it's um, less like a Assassin's Creed, more like a Horizon Zero Dawn. I think it's Horizon, uh, where or one of those games where you climb the tower and you have to like actually like, your your controller will rumble and you have to press the button to mark that thing on your map. Now it's on your map. Like it's like the chest and night chest and vault of Taurus. Like it's very basic open world game mechanic in that sense. And I'm not, and and, and truly is not impressive. It's truly, truly unimpressive. However, there is some good here. There's some creative here. So you play as this demigod named Phoenix. and, and, And I suggest when, if you play this game, that you play as a female character. Only because I think the, story plays more to that because there's a very basic character creation part of this game and you play this demigod your 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 friends and your and your allies all uh covered in stone This this uh bad guy i think it's uh i forgot his name already did you say his did you say his name by the way i don't think so it wasn't typhon typhon's his name so so this 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 bad evil entity Typhon uh has taken over the world. Well it was tempting to take over the world and remake it into his own perfect world because the gods ruined everything anyway, so he's just going to fix it. And what what I having given this game a second try, what I instantly liked about it this time around is it has that um bastion type of storytelling. Through gameplay, where as you're playing the game, you're getting this narration from Zeus and I think Prometheus, and they're just telling. And Prometheus is kind of just telling a story, your story as Phoenix, and Zeus is just being the biggest hater the entire time. And it's actually quite charming. And a lot of this game is is quite charming. Um, I think. The idea of you having to go and free all the gods on Mount Olympus or the tower is super charming because you meet all these gods and you and they display these gods as they are their weaknesses, as their weaknesses. Like so, they, they display Ares as being cowardly at times. They they, they display Aphrodite as being Narcissist at the time and and it's and it's really and each god kind of has his own little mini arc and it's super neat and it's super sweet and it's about this sort of mortal or demigod kind of returning the gods to their proper places even though while also acknowledging that the gods themselves are kind of uh I don't want to swear in here. I forgot what's the, what's the, the, yeah, the jerks. They're, they're really jerks and they have to deal with that. And the biggest jerk of them all is Zeus. And throughout the game, even though he's mostly a voiceover, you can hear the almost turn in him. And and it's, and again, the, the story with Zeus and Prometheus told, Bastion style, where you're not even talking to Zeus. He's just talking about you. And I feel, and, and I find that very charming. But that said, the gameplay, it's not super deep. You have your basic light attack, heart attack, and then a series of abilities. My issue with this is, it's because it's not super deep, I really wanted it to. I really wanted the the abilities and the combos to play off each other more. But you yeah, have your basic, keep pressing Y, keep pressing. I'm sorry, this is Dark Souls style. Keep pressing right bumper, keep pressing right trigger, and it just does the combo. It doesn't do, like, you don't, there's no cleverness to it at all. And it gets. Pretty stale as as you go along, and although you lock other abilities like your great hammer or your or or, or you upgrade your bow or you get the uh you get the you get your spikes that come from the ground, you get all these by themselves cool enough abilities, but they just don't ever play off each other. So like once you figure out the way to play this game, you don't it never shakes anything up. It never, it's not like an Ori where you, when you have these basic abilities and by the end you're doing all these different things with them. This game kind of plays the same from beginning to end. Like you don't really, it doesn't force you to change your play style, I guess.
0: Yeah. I, I actually played this game, which is funny, um, on Stadia. (laughs) Um, this was back when it was, uh, it was kind of new, and they're like, "Hey, check out this exclusive Immortals: Phoenix Rising demo only on Stadia." So I was like, "Okay, like I'll, I'll try this out." And I remember being like, "Okay, like this is cool." Like the two things that stuck out to me was is the art, like the game looks really cool. So like that would be my first question: is is like was I crazy, or does like does the the game looks really really nice? And I feel like that could be a great way to keep people involved. It's like what like I just want to see what else this game has to offer in terms of visuals. Aesthetically
1: speaking, like I'm really impressed by what this is one Ubisoft title where they, I feel like someone somewhere in this team said, let's actually put some effort into making this creative. Let's do something that actually makes, that actually is in itself, in its own right, a creative sort of thing where, because we know Ubisoft to kind of cut and paste a lot. So not to say that a lot of aspects here aren't cut and paste from what they've done previously. However, this one Immortals, I feel like there's someone at the head and somewhere said, let's actually work at this art style. Let's actually work at the, the the graphics. here. Let's actually put something here that makes it unique anyway. And I think they, I think that comes across in, in, in some aspects of the, of the, uh, the
0: game. And so, like, that's, to me, like, that could carry me a long way simply because, yes, while the Ubisoft mechanics formula, is, you know, towers, basic combat, um, is, is still here from what it seems like, that, it's not that that's terrible design, it's just, it's the, all of their games do it. So, it just, it's so repetitive. If you play one Ubisoft game, it's very hard to, to... Um, I will not want to say go to another one, but yeah, like it's just, it's kind of the same thing. Like Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, even the crew, they all have the same design, but those are all in a realistic art style and like very realistic combat. Here it's far more fantasy. And I remember being like, yeah, like this is, it's not difficult. Like i cause I, you couldn't play with a controller. You had to play with mouse and keyboard. And I feel like this is very much a controller game. Um, but like you said, if, the the fighting and stuff is very basic, but it's it's it looks cool, like it's it's fun to watch happen. But my question is, then like it still seems like twenty five hours to get through the main campaign. Like I think I would fall off on this one. Like that's just too and, much.
1: <clears throat> so and that, and that's kind of where it starts. Like Immortals definitely runs out of steam, and it's because of that Ubisoft approach to game design. You have this huge map. You have like seven different areas, and they and they're actually quite different from each other. Again, the art style lends to a very good display of seven different, seven or eight different areas, and they all just are their own thing. And although the enemies tend to repeat, the harder enemies are still a fun fight. The issue then becomes you're playing this for many hours and you've, and once you've mastered that combat, once you unlocked all of the abilities, it's kind of like, and you still have to beat the bad guy. You still have like three more, four more th- main things to do. It's like, okay, I think I'm done here. So like the game definitely could have been smaller in scale because a lot of the things because of their game design is are repeated and because of they because of them trying to copy Breath of the Wild so so heavily, even the side thing, even the side missions like the, uh, the Vault of Tateros, they're essentially the shrines from Breath of the Wild. You go, you drop down, and it's just a challenge room. And, and some of these in the beginning are fun enough, but when you when there's fifty of them who cares at some point? Right. Uh, and then also when, um, there's, when the, uh, when there's weird things like, like, like the checkpoints in, in, in those games. And I'm sorry, in, in those mini games are so egregious, egregious at some point at some times that it creates more of a headache than a fun process. So like, I actually just ended up stop doing them after a while. I got, at some point I had enough health Had enough, uh, currency, had enough items. I just stopped doing them. And that's the case for a lot of the mini games and a lot of the side quests on the map. Like, there are hundreds of things on the map. Like, hundreds. And it's just... You just stop doing them all because you don't need to.
0: Yeah, and that's... I mean, that's... As someone who played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like... You, <sighs> That's gross. <laughs> yeah, like talk about too much to do. Like, holy crap. Like that game has this times like two, three, four, even maybe. And the thing is, is I, like, I liked that game though. Like it was fun to run around in that game and, 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 and just have some fun and some chaos. But eventually like you look at like what there's to quote do on the map. And I'm just like, dude, like I don't. I... It... Less is more sometimes kind of thing. And it seems like that's,
1: oh yeah like and it
0: seems like here like this isn't nearly as as egregious as that but it seems like yeah like the ubisoft design gets in the way but i think my biggest issue with uh like some of those games like assassin's creed valhalla is just like they gate so much of the main progression sometimes behind that side stuff and so if like if i could just skip all that and, and main quest it and get through the game in 15 hours like yeah i'll do that like if i'm enjoying the game like you're I'm someone who I hundred percent Assassin's Creed Two, Brotherhood, and Revelations. Like at that point in that time, I I loved that design. I couldn't get an it's not that I couldn't get enough of it, but I had more time on my hands. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like I'm gonna keep doing this, but I, I just every game does that now. So it's just like I don't I don't want this anymore. Like I don't want to do that all the time. So can you main quest this or or do they lock stuff behind some of the side stuff? So you can absolutely
1: main quest this. And at a certain point, I employ you to do just that, because there's just so much to do, uh, and it's just not worth doing. At some point, you, I think most people are going to hit the main quest mindset. However, again, as gamers, like who really just main quest these type of games? Like, like I would like to meet the person, the gamer, who literally plays buys one of these types of open world games and says all right i'm just gonna main quest it call it a day like most people are going to do the most and it really creates for a for for burnout experience that by the end and i want to add and also if you didn't think it was enough to do before there's a lot of DLC for this game. And DLC just expands on what they're, they're already too much to do. And it's not that that's a bad thing in general. Like, if this game was smaller, more concise, and it left you wanting more, the amount of DLC and additions would be welcomed. But this all, but if you're already burnt out on it, which I think most people will be by the end, the fact that they are advertising, and again, they advertise the the, the, the storefront in this game. Because you can buy, because there are real world money currency in this game that you can use to buy, equip, buy equipments and jewels and gems and stuff like that. So this is as much as a, of a live service as it can be it's just a little too much and it doesn't leave you wanting more of the too much.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that like, that was kind of the consensus. Even when the game came out, it was like, you know what? There's actually, there could be something here, but Ubisoft got their Ubisoft all over it. So.
1: Well, absolutely. Yeah. Cause again, I think the story, like I really truly enjoy this story. I like playing as the Phoenix character who she I play... Again, I play as the female. I think... Again, I think it makes more sense to play as the female because she's unsure of herself. She acknowledges her flaws. And she's just trying to help. And she has a legitimate arc of... The character has a legitimate arc of starting as someone who's just really small in this big world to I'm as good as everybody else and better in a lot of ways. And... I think the story is told very very in a very neat way because as you complete these challenges, as you progress through the story, Prometheus is constantly telling your story to Zeus about you while it's happening and Zeus being Zeus is just a jerk. All the gods realize Zeus is a jerk and it's and it's just this kind of very charming story being told across through this very charming art style. But again, it's littered by Ubisoft gameplay
0: crud. So I, I guess the question is, is does that crud get in the way of it becoming a pass or pass?
1: I'm going to say this is a game worth playing. And I and, and, and I think it's, and I say that because as much as people love Breath of the Wild, this is not a bad clone of that. I mean, I personally have my own issues issues with Breath of the Wild, and I think this does a couple of things better than that. Uh, and I think the the art style, the humor, the story, the characters—I think they all are good enough to warrant experiencing. However, you have to like mainline this game at some point because it's just don't fall into the Ubisoft. I need to do everything mindset because you, you don't. The, the the story's there, the characters are there, the gameplay is there. It, just don't outlive it.
0: Well there you go. We got another you pass it on, I pass on it. So clearly we're par for the course. We still man we game of the year this year is gonna be a long, long list. When it comes to Grid Legends, don't play it. When it comes to phenol, phenol Immortals Phoenix Rising, <laughs> okay. play it. There you go. That was an easy one. Very cutthroat and dry. When it comes to the future of this show, uh, we got Scorn coming out. I'm going to be checking out Scorn here. Uh, I actually got pushed up a week, which is rare. You don't see games move up in release. We're thinking about checking out Grounded since it got 1.0 a uh, plague tale rec rooms coming out as we were people that did not like that first game, but we were in the minority on that one. Apparently um, like, like that game was not great yeah, guys. I don't know what's really going on. Really like that game. I did not. I don't, I don't see it, but Hey, to each their own man. Um, I still want to check out you suck at parking. And there was something else that I saw that I wanted to check out. Uh, how are we feeling about death by the way?
1: Uh, we should jump into that. I'm, I'm, I have my reservations on it.
0: Yeah, I'm not an arcane guy. Like, I, I have tried to play Dishonored and Prey, and I just do not like them. From what I hear, though, we, we tried to play Dishonored too right, multiple right. times. I just can't. Yeah, never worked out. I Just can't do it. Um, but from what I hear, a lot of people say is Deathloop. Like, hardcore arcane fans don't like it, but people that were kind of in our, um, you know, avenue of like, I, I try to like their games. I don't like them. People, those people seem to like Deathloop. So. Maybe we'll check that out if we have some time, or maybe one of us will kind of thing. So there's stuff coming out though. Um, Pentiment is coming out here at in the middle of November. There we've got High on Life in December. We've got uh, like I said, Plague Tale Scorn, uh, Persona Five. Don't know if we'll play that, um, but that is actually coming to the service here very soon. So a lot of stuff coming out and stuff that we still hasn't been announced. So. Um, maybe we'll have a sponsored episode for a certain first person shooter coming out I cannot neither confirm nor deny that at this time but that might be I think Halo here. 7 Halo Infinites Halo Infinites so uh, we're probably gonna do a mailbag episode too because we got about three or four questions that pertain to kind of the game pass model as well as uh, we got some Halo Infinite in there uh, we've got some Stadia in there so we might just do that because um, might that if we did them all in this one episode it would, this episode would be like an hour long so uh so we're gonna do that too. So all right, there you go. That's gonna do for this episode of Game Pass or Pass. We'll see you next time with some games.
1: Good day, sirs.